Welcome to the Relentless Grace Podcast. This church has left the building. Your host is Pastor Paula Mamel. Welcome to Relentless Grace, a podcast for people who are seeking an authentic, unbridled faith connection with Jesus that is relevant in the 21st century. Whether you have been bruised by organized religion and walked away, or are still engaged but looking for a way to deepen your spiritual journey, Relentless Grace is a podcast to connect with your spirit. Each week, I try to make connections between the timeless Word of God and the reality of our everyday lives through reflections on the Word and ways to implement your faith in your daily life. This show is seeking to provide a re-communion of seekers, doubters, stayers, and leavers with the power of the Holy Spirit outside the walls of a congregation. This church has left the building. Today on Relentless Grace, we continue our journey through the Shepherd Psalm. Today we look at the passage, You Anoint My Head with Oil. We'll talk about what it means to be anointed by God, how God sets us apart, and how God loves us for who we are. Seeing our heart and calling us to work with God to bring in the reign of God. The focus today is on how we matter to God, and how God invites us to be part of God's amazing reign. I hope you enjoy the podcast. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 and 4 through 13. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him, trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves, and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons, and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came... He looked on Eliab and thought, Surely his anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? 
And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 21 and 22. It is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us, who has put his seal on us and has given us his spirit in our hearts as a down payment. What does it mean to be anointed? David, who is attributed to be the author of the Shepherd Psalm, knew a thing or two about anointing. First of all, he had been a shepherd, and as such, he knew all about anointing his sheep. Now, before I did this series on the Shepherd Psalm, I did not know that sheep were anointed. But apparently, it's a normal part of shepherding, because shepherds need to pour oil upon their sheep regularly. Philip Keller, in A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, talks all about why he anointed sheep. He talked about all of the nasty bugs and the critters that will absolutely drive a sheep crazy, or make them sick. There is also something called scab that affects the sheep. And the cure for treating sheep from these kinds of parasites and flies was anointing their heads, faces, noses, and ears with a combination of oils and other remedies. The shepherd anointed the sheep's head with oil to bring comfort and healing and peace. A ewe would bash its head against a fence and walls because the flies were driving her bonkers. But after her anointing, she was contented and at peace because the shepherd had anointed her. This whole process of anointing would bring healing and relief. Whenever gnats and mosquitoes and flies attacked a flock, the sheep responded by trying to get away from the pests. Some would stamp their feet erratically, while others would race around in the pasture in an effort to outrun their tormentors. But the thing is, whenever the shepherd applied the oil to the sheep's head, the result was immediate relief. The sheep became calm and content. But this is not a one-time application. It's a process that continues as long as the pests are present. So David was familiar with anointing. He had to have done it to his sheep many, many times to keep them calm. But there's a different kind of anointing that David was also familiar with. The anointing that he had received. In the Bible passage that was read just prior to this message, you heard the story of David's anointing by Samuel. Saul had been king of Israel, but he had turned away from God. 
He was following his own path rather than listening to God. And so God believed it was time to choose another king. And so he sent his prophet Samuel to go and anoint a new king. And he sent Samuel to Bethlehem, to the house of Jesse, to anoint one of Jesse's sons. When Samuel first came in and asked Jesse to bring his sons to him, he brought his seven sons before him. And when Samuel looked at all of the sons of Jesse, he was completely convinced that one of them must be the one selected by God. But the Lord said, Don't look for outward appearance or height or stature, for the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look at outward appearances, but the Lord looks on the heart. And he looked at each of Jesse's seven sons that had been brought before him, and none of them met the grade. And so Samuel asked Jesse, are these all of your sons? Because the Lord hasn't chosen any of these. And Jesse said, well, there's one more, but he's out keeping the sheep. Hadn't even thought to bring in the youngest, the runt of the litter. But they brought in David because the Lord had looked at his heart. And so David, David was anointed. He was anointed by Samuel to be the new king of Israel. He had been chosen. Even though he didn't look like the obvious choice, even though it didn't make sense, he was the one the Lord picked because the Lord looked at his heart. As we hear this passage from the Shepherd Psalm written by someone who had both done anointing and been anointed, I think it's helpful for us to think about what it means for us to hear those words. What does it mean to us that the Lord has anointed us with oil? Well, first of all, it means that we are chosen. When we baptize people in the church, often a baby or an adult or whoever is being baptized is anointed with oil. The sign of the cross is put on their forehead. We are set apart by the Holy Spirit. The New Testament talks about that gift of the Holy Spirit as being anointed, as being chosen by God. We are chosen. We matter. We make a difference to God. And God chooses us, the people of God. God chooses you. You have been anointed. In a world that often tells us that we aren't worthwhile, that we don't matter, that we're insignificant, God looks at each one of us and says, you are called, you are chosen, you matter. What incredibly powerful words. What an incredibly powerful thing to be called, to be chosen, to matter. But that is what this psalm says. We have been anointed with oil that God sees us, sees our hearts, sees who we are and wants to use us, our gifts, our abilities. How powerful and incredible that is. But beyond that, beyond simply being called, we are also given the other image of being anointed that David understood because of his experience with the sheep. David used oil to protect the sheep. 
to keep them from going crazy when things got too much, when pests were bothering them, when they were being annoyed, when they were being weighed down by parasites. This kind of anointing protected them from losing it, helped them know that they were cared for, that they mattered. Each of the sheep was anointed by the shepherd so that they wouldn't spin in circles or bat their head against the wall because they were not able to see straight. And we too have been anointed by God once when we were chosen as children of God to be created because we are made in the image of God, because we are called to be part of God's kingdom. Whatever we're doing, whatever issue we're dealing with, God needs to use us our hands, our work to make a difference in the world. We have been called. But beyond that, we have a God who is also going to protect us and anoint us and remind us daily of our value and remind us that we are not in it alone. Now, my faith tradition is one that uses the sign of the cross. And the sign of the cross, and one of the reasons I like using the sign of the cross, is that when I was baptized, the sign of the cross was placed on my forehead. And the pastor said, Paula Victoria, child of God, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And with that marking, when I was a tiny baby, when I was just a small month-old child, that sign of the cross was placed on my forehead and I was set apart by God, but also claimed by God for who I was, not for what I'd done, not for the things I'd accomplished, but because I was. That was my anointing. But every day when I remember my connection to my baptism, when I remember a God who called me and claimed me, when I make the sign of the cross on myself, I am reminded that I have been anointed, that I am protected that I have a God who will walk with me as I journey through life, as I go through the valley of the shadow of death, as I go through difficult waters, as I struggle, as I deal with enemies, as I deal with pain. I have a God who says, my life matters. I have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. I have been anointed by the love of a God who takes hold of me and claims me. How incredible is that? See, anointing was done for kings and queens and rulers. And we, we are anointed. We are given a place and a role in the realm of God as ones who are given a place of honor. But beyond that, we are given protection and a God who cares for us and who will guide us and who will walk with us. This whole psalm talks about God being present every step of the way. And at this point, we remember when we are anointed with oil that we are not nobody. We are children of God. We have gifts. We have ability. We have been anointed. We have been set apart by God because our lives matter. Sometimes that's a hard thing to comprehend in a world that beats you down, that tears you apart, that points out your mistakes and your worthlessness. But we are precious, fearfully and wonderfully made, beloved special. And sometimes, sometimes we're going to get frustrated. 
We're going to feel like we're battering our heads against the wall. And at those times, we remember, we remember our God who takes hold of us. In the midst of disease, in the midst of things that buzz around us and drive us crazy, in the midst of a church that is sometimes broken and keeps us from feeling like we matter, above that comes the Word of God, the relentless grace of God, who says, You are anointed. You are anointed by the Holy Spirit, given gifts to use, empowered, after everything we've gone through in our lives, after everything this psalm has talked about, we are anointed, and we are called to live into that reign of God, to work with God as partners in the kingdom. We won't be perfect. David, who knew a thing or two about anointing, knew a thing or two about not being perfect. But God used him. In spite of the fact that he strayed, he made mistakes, he came from a dysfunctional family, he had lots of problems, including, as I've talked about previously, rape and murder. Pretty bad dude. But also because of the relentless grace of God, he still worked to bring in the kingdom of God. Anointed Beloved, may you know that you too are anointed, that you matter, that God sees your heart and loves you for who and what you are and calls you and promises to calm you and protect you when things are driving you nuts, and that God will use you, yes, you, to bring in the reign and the realm of God, set apart by a God who values you, who loves you, and anoints you with the power of the Holy Spirit that nothing, nothing can overcome. Amen. The King of love, my shepherd, is whose goodness filleth never. I'm nothing that if I am his, and he is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransom soul he Oh, what 
transport of delight from thy pure chalice floweth. And so through all the length of days thy goodness faileth never. Good Shepherd, may I sing thy praise within thy house Today on The Community Connection, I would like you to think about what it means to be anointed. What it means to you that you have been anointed by God. Because when we follow God, when we walk with God, God does anoint us, both to protect us from those things that bug us and bother us, but also to set us apart for the work that we are invited to take part in, to bring in the reign of God. And to be anointed means that God has given us the gifts that we need, the things and the qualities that we need to participate in building up the body of Christ. But in order to use those gifts, we need to identify them, to name them, and to think about how we are using them. Because we aren't anointed to sit there and say, oh, I'm anointed, I'm special. We're not kind of the useless kings and queens and rulers of old. We are working royals, I guess, might be the phrase. I am a dual citizen, so I'm going to go with that phrase. We're working royals. We are a royal priesthood set apart by God, but working royals, people who are intended to use our gifts to help better the world. And God gives us all gifts. God gives us all abilities. But in order to exercise them, we need to be aware of them. We need to acknowledge them, and we need to name them. So reflect on the gifts that God has given you. Reflect on what gifts make you feel alive as you're serving God, and then reflect on how you use them to help bring in the kingdom of God. When I started this podcast, the idea was that many people are not connected with an active church community. Some people are, some aren't. But we're all still part of the reign of God. We're all still part of the community whether we're in a church or not. And because of that, we are called to do what we can to reflect the Holy Spirit and to find ways to use our gifts to make the world, as trite as it might sound, a a better place. Because that's not a trite idea. We need to use our gifts. And we need to be working royals. Nobody can sit on their dais and just view the world and think, okay, go run yourself. God needs us. God needs our skills, our abilities, our talents, and we need to employ them. So what are your gifts? What has God given you as someone who has been anointed, set apart, a part of a royal priesthood? And then how am I using that? What am I doing? Not because I am special, not in order to be special, Not in order to be loved and claimed and anointed by God, because that's already happened. Nothing we do will change that. But because I am anointed, because I bear the name of Christ, because I am part of the reign of God. This is always a challenging thing, because it's important to know that what we do and our works will not ostensibly change how God feels about us. God loves us for who we are. 
for whose we are. But when we are disciples, when we walk with God, we are called to do more than simply be. We are called to not just be, but to do, to act, to share, and to love. Had David been anointed and then just stayed in the fields, it wouldn't have changed the story. But he was anointed, and he followed the path, trusted in God's protection, turned to God when he made mistakes, and ultimately fulfilled the path that God had set before him. May you, too, reflect on where your gifts are and how you are using them as part of the reign of God, because you are anointed. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Relentless Grace. I am grateful, as always, for your listening, for your comments, and for your support. If you are able to do so, please look for the link in the show notes to support through Patreon, or else you can Venmo me at PVMamel. This is a way to allow this ministry to continue to grow and undergirds the expenses of the show and the ministry it seeks to be. I am deeply grateful for those who helped with today's episode, particularly Dan McKnight, who is our announcer, Gail Duick, who read the scriptures, Ruth Skinner, who provided the music, and the closing song. I leave you with a blessing. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song. And all of the trees of the field shall clap their hands. May you know that you are anointed, that you are loved and cared for. And may that help you go out with joy and clap your hands. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap their hands. The trees of the field will clap.